Welcome to Yesterday Ended, a podcast dedicated to the healing words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and for the full story of redemption that God the Father purposed in Him. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks so much for joining me today. There are many voices vying for our attention. We are in a constant barrage of advertising that endeavors to draw us into their way of thinking. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of channels that we can surf via the web or TV, all wanting us to turn towards them. But worse than the voices that are around us are the voices that are within us. There are the voices of lies, and voices that hold us back, and voices of defeat whose whispers haunt us. What are you listening to? Are you listening to the lies of your past, or the truth of Christ. If you listen to my voice today, I will endeavor to lead you away from the lies and into the truth of Jesus. Give a listen. I'm being tempted to buy a high-dollar toy for myself. For a couple of weeks now, there have been two tabs in my browser with this product displayed. I'm praying over the idea of spending several hundred dollars on this toy. There are pros and there are cons to the purchase. I have not yet decided whether or not to give in to this temptation. The pros are telling me one thing and the cons are telling me another. There are many things that tempt us. There are many things that tempt us in our lives. Some are mild temptations like hitting the snooze button a second time or other temptations of whether or not to have the third drink or follow a rabbit hole on the internet into places we should not be or at best where we are wasting our time. Some of them are outright lies. When we turn to Christ and his truth, we can say of these, I can silence the liar. I reckon myself dead to sin. I know now it's never been my friend. To sin I am dead, and I shall rejoice, for I no longer hear its beguiling voice. To all my sins I did die, so I need not ponder their tempting lies. The body of sin has been destroyed, that its enticements I can avoid. My expectation is on victory, so now I can forget my history. Upon my Lord I cast my view, it's what he did, not what I do. Upon the Lord my soul does wait. I will not take the idol's bait. My triumph won through Christ's blood. He's purged my heart from the mud. Not grabbing at the hollow earthly things, my freed heart can now boldly sing that through Christ I have God's all and can now silence the liar's call. I've been getting a barrage of telephone calls offering to extend my extended warranty on my car. Problem is, I've never had an extended warranty on my car. Someone's lying to me. No matter what the challenge we may face, we all have to deal with these voices in our heads that tell us our problems aren't dead. At times it seems like the endless game of whack-a-mole at a carnival. If you've never played the game, imagine several holes from which a furry little creature called a mole can pop up. Your job is to whack it back into the hole. 
Problem is, once you whack it in one place, it pops up in another. It's rather comical to watch someone endeavor to win the game. Unfortunately, the devil is laughing at us as we endeavor to whack at our problems. Truly, we cannot ignore the challenges we face, but we can silence the voice of failure and the deceitful voices that say we are defeated. In Romans chapter 6, verse 11, it says, Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Being dead to sin defeats the history of our unbelief and defeats and failures. It is our responsibility to reckon ourselves to be dead to sin. It is a choice on our part to recognize what we gained in Christ and are now able to live in. All our failures and all our fears of failure can now be silenced. We have victory in Christ. Now the choice is ours on how to live because we've been freed from the grave both physically and mentally. We cannot allow ourselves to walk in fear. Walking in fear is not walking in faith. And just because I didn't get it right yesterday or even this morning doesn't mean I can't walk in victory this afternoon and this evening. And every moment we turn to the Lord, we turn away from the lies. In our identification with Christ, we have been set free from our past. Our old man was crucified and subsequently died and was buried. And unless we willingly resurrect him, he's still dead. We, on the other hand, were quickened and raised up to a new life in Christ. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Now that's a good place to start every morning. It's also a great place to start at lunch, at dinner, and when you go to bed. You are a new creation, therefore your past has passed away. Because of the finished work of Jesus, it literally is a new day. To all my sins I did die, so I need not ponder their tempting lies. The body of sin has been destroyed, that its enticements I can avoid. This is the voice of truth, and we must constantly listen to and abide in that truth to be victorious. The victories of the cross and the resurrection has given us life, victorious life. But we must keep our minds upon these truths to walk in victory. Listen to this truth contained in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. To be ensnared is to have an opponent that stands in our way, clinging to or entangling us. And not only is he standing in our way, he's taunting us and telling us we cannot be rid of our past. He's telling us we cannot be rid of our defeats. He's telling us we'll never win the race. Well, we've read the end of the book, and we know that we have already won the race. We need to stop listening to his lies and recognize the power of verse 2 in Hebrews 12. Looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. 
So do we pay attention to our opponent or to our Lord? Are our eyes on the length of the race or the finish line? Are we looking to the example of our coach Jesus who successfully ran the race before us and has shown us the way? Listen to verse 3, which gives us the means to our victory. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Again, I ask you, what goes through your brain while you are running the race? Who do you see cheering you on? What is your expectation of today? Jesus endured betrayal and hatred and murderous envy, and yet he still clung to the hope and joy set before him that he would redeem mankind. That same Jesus now abides within you. He is your strength. No need to ask for more strength. Just accept the strength that he is and that you can truly do all things through him. Upon the Lord my soul does wait. I will not take the idol's bait. My triumph won through Christ's blood. He's purged my heart from the mud. Will you be victorious over your fears? Or will you succumb to the voice that says you're a victim? Will you listen to the voice of defeat that says you can't? Will you listen to the lie that says you are not enough, or you haven't done enough, or you're not good enough? We must get honest as to where we are in our walk and in our dealings with our fears. Consider the truth in Isaiah 44, verse 20. He feeds on ashes. A deceived heart has turned him aside, and he cannot deliver his soul, nor say, Is there not a lie in my right hand? This record is about a man who has cut down a tree, cooked his meat and bread, and then carved an idol out of a leftover piece of wood. He's holding the idol in his right hand. The idol is a lie. Anything that we place between ourselves and God falls into this category. When we make our fears bigger than God, then they become an idol. We may not be worshiping it as a God, but we are giving it power over our thoughts. When we listen to the wrong voices, we feed on ashes. When we listen to the wrong voices, our heart is deceived and turned aside. When we listen to the haunting voices that say we'll fail, we need to turn to the truth. We need to look unto Jesus. As we look away from our past and look unto him, we are strengthened. We cannot allow fear to rent space in our hearts. We need to evict them. Once evicted and your heart is now filled with the truth, you can silence the voice of the liar. We must become saturated with the truth. As we run in the race, we must keep our eyes on our goal of finishing the race. We must hear the voice of Jesus cheering us on. We are not alone. Not grabbing at the hollow earthly things, my freed heart can now boldly sing that through Christ I have God's all and can now silence the liar's call. Victory is a thought away. We cannot let the fatigue of the day steal our victory. We need Jesus. How much time do we spend each day endeavoring to know him? 
not study about him, but to be in a relationship with him as our Lord and Savior and our big brother. He is not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. How are you spending your time today to receive the strength that Jesus is as your Savior? What scriptures do you have memorized that will bring that strength into your heart? Though I am not opposed to relaxing and watching movies and such, I recognize of late I need far less of it and far more of Jesus. I need to memorize the truth. Then I can silence the lies. I pray in Jesus' name that the words I have spoken to you will become seeds of truth that will grow and bear fruit in your heart. I pray for strength and victory for you and that you too can silence the liar. I look forward to hearing from you on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended. And also, if you have personal prayer requests, my email is dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net. Have a peace-filled day.